Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through our examination of the book of Hebrews. And we're in the 12th chapter. We've covered the first five or six verses, but let me reread those for us to set the context, okay? So verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You've not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood and you're striving against sin, and and you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. So that last phrase right there is actually a quote from the Old Testament, where it says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are approved by him. And he uh, continues in verse 6, For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. So he's telling the folks, consider Jesus, Jesus who endured the hostility by sinners against himself. Consider him so that you will not grow weary and that you will not lose heart. Then he picks up in verse 7, Uh, more understanding about this discipline thing. So listen to this, verse 7. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? So he asks a couple of rhetorical questions here in these next few verses. And he's saying this, is in this discipline that enables us to endure. It is for discipline that you endure. So enduring through something brings discipline, okay? <laughs> discipline enables us to endure. And he says it's the same way that you deal with your sons. The Father's going to do the same thing with us, verse 8. But if you are without dis- discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Woo-hoo! So what's he saying there? He's saying if you have not been disciplined by the Lord, if you're not undergoing discipline of the Lord, then you are not a true child of God. You're an illegitimate child. Now, of course, that starts to beg all sorts of questions, which we're not going to get into right now. But along the line of, well, is this something that's constantly going on? And what is discipline is probably the big thing. We think of discipline, we think of something that is uh, a negative. We think of something that's hard. We think of something that's difficult. We think of something that only lasts a period of time. There's all sorts of things, okay? But what is meant by this? Well, as you go through, we start seeing more and more, okay? So if you're without discipline, of which all have become partakers, so all true believers have partaken of discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Verse 9, furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the father of spirits? and live, or really the idea is the father of our spirits, 
and live. So that gives us some tremendous insight into what he's talking about as to what this discipline is. We had earthly fathers to discipline us. What did our earthly fathers do? <laughs> our earthly fathers guided us. They directed us. They corrected us. They encouraged us. They exhorted us. They showed us what was important. They showed us what to stay away from. They showed us what to draw near to, et cetera, et cetera. And it says we respected them. We respected them. Now, again, a lot of times people get all bent out of shape because they think you're talking about a hot, an Aussie and Harriet type of father and a mother type situation. This is a perfect and ideal thing, but my dad wasn't like that. No, 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 that's not what we're talking about at all. Okay, he calls them earthly fathers, right? <laughs> earthly fathers of our flesh. Okay, okay, they discipline us. If we respected them because of the discipline that we received from them, how much more so should we respect the Father and be subject to the Father of our spirits? Verse 10 For they disciplined us for a short time, as seems best to them. But he disciplines us for our good so that we may share. His holiness. Well, that gives us more insight into what discipline is, what its purpose is, how long it's going to last. This is discipline that comes from the Father. And in using the picture, he says, Our earthly fathers discipline us for a short time, as seemed best to them. It was a period of time. But he, Father God, disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. Have we attained to the level of his holiness? Are we sharing in his holiness? Positionally, we do. Okay, as true believers, positionally, we do and we have. But the living out of that, okay, the working that out of that salvation, we may attain to a level of holiness related to something we weren't tempted by anymore that we were tempted by 10 years ago. But then the Lord will lovingly and graciously reveal something else. It's just that onion layer, okay? Layer by layer by layer, okay? And so it's a thing that's ongoing, ongoing, but it is for our good. Note that. Now, the last verse for today, Hebrews 12, verse 11, a verse that I dare say that we're familiar with. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. <clears throat> so what, what does it do? This gives us more insight into what this discipline is, okay? What he's saying right here. This discipline, it may not seem joyful at the moment, and all disciplines like that, whether it's the discipline of not taking an extra bite of dessert or an extra piece of dessert, or of going to the gym or holding your tongue, whatever it may be, it's, it seems not to be joyful. It, it might even seem to be sorrowful according to the Scripture. But you know what? It is a training ground. And those who have been trained by discipline, afterwards, in other words, when you've retained a discipline within that arena, within that area, whatever it may be, it yields something. It yields righteousness. But did you see how righteousness was described? It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Okay, it, it, it has a fruit to it, which is righteousness, but it's a particular kind of fruit. There's a peaceful fruit of righteousness. Righteousness brings peace. Even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of discipline. So what is he saying, the author here? He's saying, you know what? You're enduring. It's for the discipline that you're enduring. God is dealing with you in the same way that our fathers dealt with us, okay? 
He's doing the same thing. They had us for a little while. He has us for a much longer while. They discipline us for a short time, but he disciplines us for good. Why? So that we may share his holiness. So that afterwards, that we will experience and yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. That is the purpose and the point of discipline. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.